Welcome to Where Wine Takes You, a wine podcast for everyone, everywhere, all at once. Okay, that was a pretty cheesy Oscar joke. Who watches those things anyways, right? Thank you for hanging out and connecting with us once again. I'm your host, Adam Montiel. Well, today we are talking about Wine Fest. Can't wait to get into this chat. But before we do, remember our virtual auction is live right now. For another couple days till the 18th, tons of stuff, excursions, experiences, wines you cannot get your hands on normally. Check it out. Go in on something with maybe with your friends. Have fun with it. Money goes to a great cause locally here. Check out PasoWine.com. Also, it is still spring release month. The wineries are celebrating big. Get your favorite wineries. I don't know, rosé, white, some reds. I love spring release time in Paso Wine Country. So today, we're talking Wine Fest. Like I said, last year, completely reimagined. The venue, the Paso Robles Event Center, the date, Saturday, May 20th. Tickets on sale right now. PasoWine.com. This year, we have three fun friends we're kicking it with. We have Jenny Barton from Barton Family Wines and Grey Wolf, Marino Monforato from Dow, and Joe Armstrong from Hope Family Wines. All these three brands are doing something very unique, very fun for WineFest, both at the Marquee event, at the event center, and at their estate for WineFest weekend. We'll get into all that and more today and can't wait to share this wine fest chat with you. So I want to get right into it. Oh, I almost forgot our travel Paso spotlight. I'm really, really excited about it. We're talking to Farmstead Ed founder, Lynette Sani. And it wasn't until I met her and really understood what she has done with Farmstead Ed. I learned so much more about what this area is all about. And yes, we make world-class wine, beer, spirits, but soaps, olive oils, lavender lip balms, balsamics, cheeses, uh, CBD topicals, and a ton more. Lynette and Farmstead Ed is super interesting. And I think knowing her and her organization will definitely give you more to do the next time you travel here. So excited about our Travel Paso Spotlight. It is right after our conversation, which I want to get into right now. I show up to Hope Family Wines. I am excited. We are set up in the Hope Family Tasting Room. Georgie, he's behaving very well. Lights, camera, action. Let's get right into it. Give me that sound. We'll get by. We pass on around till the job is done. in the trees. It will simplify good company. Awesome. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I love it. That's and so it funny. begins. I know, and it begins. Oh, so good. Well, like I was saying, I am I'm really excited about this cast of characters around this table. I've loved Winefest forever, ever since I moved here like oh three. God, it's been twenty years. Winefest has certainly changed over the years, and all of your brands have certainly changed over the years. Some brands weren't, you know, twenty years ago we didn't even know of uh, a blessing like that to pass. So Hope Family Wines, uh Barton Family Wines, Grey Wolf has been around for more than 20 years. And to see where uh, what this event is going to be like is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Joe Armstrong, Hope Family Wines, first of all, thank you for having us in your house today. Absolutely. Our pleasure. Welcome. Marino Monfonrato. Yes. Did I say that right? Very good. I really wanted to get it right. Yeah, <laughs> very good. It's really, really nice to meet you. I think the first time I met you, you're from Dow. First time I met you was maybe a little over. You, spent, you, you just had your year anniversary, right? It was. No, actually, I think that we met when I 
started. It was like three or four months uh, yeah. after I started at DAO in You April. were still moving up here. Yeah. I was here by myself. My family was still living in uh, in Los Angeles. Yes. So it was like April uh, 2021. And that accent, was it Atlanta? Where are we talking yes, about? Georgia. Yes, Georgia. Georgia, yes. Georgia, yes. I was born in uh, Fargo and then right, I yeah. moved uh, yes. I hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, talk to me. When did were you were you born in Italy? Obviously, yes. yeah. So tell me a little bit about your background. So I was born in Italy and uh, I grew up there. And then in nineteen uh, in nineteen ninety, I left. I went to live in London for a year because I wanted to to learn English. You have to, and the best way is is to go into the country and not to learn in, in books. I worked a little bit in Italy before, like for four years. I was able to work in a three Michelin star restaurants back in the days. Moved to London. I moved to France as well, in the in the south of part of France, in Provence. And then in 1994, I moved to the United States. Um, the romantic things is uh, because I wanted to watch the the soccer cup, mm. the World Cup that was happening in the United States. But the reality is that, you know, the, the look for an opportunity. Yeah. And uh, so I moved to L.A. I lived in L.A. on and off for 17 years. Moved to San Francisco for five. And I also moved uh, in Vegas always for five the, years. Always in hospitality? Always hospitality. Always running restaurants, opening restaurants, opening uh, resorts and all that. And then in 2003, let's say 2003, in 2021, I moved here uh, to Paso, finally. Yeah. I was able to achieve the dream that is this is California for me you know when I moved from Italy here I was like LA is not California yeah this is there were some cool accomplishments that you you hit in LA and I can't wait to talk about those um, you might remember Marino as the Mater Dion Hell's Kitchen and there's a, there's a host of questions that I can't wait to get into <laughs> and we're so lucky to have you here and Dow is so lucky to have you here so so thanks for joining us my man uh, Jenny Barton Barton Family Wines it's so good to see you my story not quite as exciting yeah but. <laughs> <laughs> we go from Italy and London to Bakersfield, <laughs> yes, right? Yes. <laughs> I mean, we're pretty cultural there too, though. Okay. Yeah. Your own culture, of course. But that's also where Joe is from. Correct. Yes. And we went to Cal Poly together. So we met in 1994, which coincidentally was, let's see, one of the first years he was doing Wine Fest. So what at a the trip. time, mm-hmm, no so we way. would come up to the winery. It was just a little deck out front and we would bring all of our college friends up and hang out with Joe and his dad and his mom is that right and his sister so you really grandma because I knew Joe G yeah. before it's it's um I was almost gonna say BJ before Jenny but then I should say that <laughs> but like, no. we but, call it LBJ life uh, before Jenny yes life before, before Jenny LBJ yes. sounds so, so much, much better. better I love it even though we don't have to worry about the FCC here <laughs> just trying to keep it classy but you know um I remember Joe G way before you and like I just loved seeing I've, I've just loved the guy for a long time. He was my first guest on the Cork Dork Show. I've talked to him for over 12 years. He helped introduce me to a lot of different winemakers and people locally and folks that have, you know, kind of built Paso up to what it is. So it's been really fun to get to know him, watch him grow, watch his wines grow, and then meet you and see, like, what you guys are together is certainly special. But oh, thanks, what man. you are for the brand is also certainly special. So We have a lot of fun together, and... 
so many things to come in the future too. It's pretty cool. Now that the kids are almost out of school, yeah. we're getting them off to college now. And all of a sudden, all those projects we've had on the back burner for a little bit. Awesome. Going to have a little bit more time here soon. Well, it's funny because you don't get yeah. to check in with those like moments that make you really proud of someone that you have an affinity for. Just to watch someone who you really like really evolve, even in their winemaking, is just really, really exciting. I'm sure you could think of like, I mean, like Austin, who's been doing this since he was a kid in the team here, right? I mean, just, Absolutely. To I mean, see that I, growth. I can remember the first time I had a bottle of a wine called West Side Red, and I was obsessed with this wine. I had bought it at a charity auction, and little did I know, but that was <laughs> going to be Troublemaker, and it was from a guy named Austin Hope. So, hmm. you know, and then you get to know the person mm-hmm. and the story and the family behind all of our brands, and it's that's what makes Paso Robles like that's the heart um, is is when you know you know Joe and Jenny and and now we know you and um, uh, so I Welcome think that that's club. really what Thank the you. heart of Paso Robles is is that community here is not it is not lost on me the community of Paso mm-hmm. Robles wine industry where we are proud to send guests to Barton family we're proud to refer guests to Dow um, that that's something that's really unique. I think to Paso it's something that um, that's that's what it's all about to me you yeah know? yeah well, we've seen people like take their teams to you know other wine regions and and just say like it, it's it's not quite the same quan or vibe that we are just so lucky to have inherently here yeah well we just got back from Napa we took the, oh, really? our, our managers up to Napa and as well we took um, our tasting room team out to area wineries Dow hosted us for beautiful tasting up there, but that passion and that enthusiasm and that real authentic love of wine and sharing that, I think, is Paso Robles to a T. That's something that you find that is truly unique to our area. At least we we didn't experience that quite as much when we were up north. Um, Beautiful wines, beautiful facility, amazing service, Mm -hmm. absolutely. But really, I love the Paso Robles service, which is really authentically staying true to Paso Robles, which is yeah. really important, I think. You know, Marino, Dow is a brand who uh, doesn't have quite the longevity as these ones yet, but in short order has made itself very prominent and very known across the country, and especially in Paso. Started in Paso and those first experiences at Dow, and uh, when you go to Dow, it's just, a, you know, like it's un unquestionably a a memorable and beautiful experience. How did you kind of come up here? What was your first kind of exposure to Dow? And then really kind of that exposure to the hospitality and the heart of Paso? As I said at the beginning, it's like living in in a metropolis like Los Angeles, it wasn't my idea of what California is. You know, I grew up in a small town that is similar to Paso. Uh, my town is called Kivasso, and we have like 38,000 people living there at the feet of the hills. I'm like 40 minutes away from the Lange, so the land of Barolo and Barbaresco. Wow. So it's, my last name is the name of the Lange of the Monferrato. So it, it looks kind of like I was born to work in this kind of industry. And, uh, you know, hospitality for an Italian is, uh, is our second nature. You know, in Italy, we don't have... Uh, uh, oil and uh, gold and everything. We live with hospitality. And uh, my first approach with um, with Paso, it was I think that like 90% of the people that they drive through, they only experience one side. That is, you stop, you do what you do, and then you go away. But then you never cross that bridge that brings you <laughs> in Paso. 
And the first time I came, you know, I come out to the freeway, I pass the bridge, I'm like, oh, it, look, it looks great. And then, you know, you see the downtown that is beautiful, it's tiny, but it's very, it's, it's cozy. You want to park the car and walk around, right? And then you go up on the, on the hills and you st- I start to see vineyards left and right, deers, walnuts, uh, turkeys crossing the street. It's right. Like turkeys, really? Yeah. It's always the turkeys. Right. There is always those turkeys. That they're, they're always a problem. But it's like, so I, I kind of like fell in love with that. It's like, you know, the sense of serenity of like, I wouldn't mind to, you know, to transfer my family here and let them enjoy what California really has to. And then, you know, I've, I've only been here for two years, but every person that you meet... Uh, uh, is is pleasant to have a conversation with because they're real. You know, when you were talking about the service, is is a genuine willing to please the people that are the locals and also the people that are visiting. I mean, that's that's for me what it is. It's like my kids after uh, two weeks that we were here, they were like, "Papa," I said, "Yes, people are." Strange, they're different here. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? It's like so nice. when you when you look at them, they say hi to you. I said, well, that's the way it's supposed to be. You know, you say hi and you get a hi back. And everything. out of the so, mouths of children, right? I mean, I love it. Yes, absolutely. Well, Paso has changed so much, and I imagine you've seen this. How Paso is just like you know, big strides, and you can look like I can look at 03 when I first came here, and yes, see a big change. But I could look four or five years back and still see like a real significant big strides and you know another one of those big strides has been with wine fest i mean we're mm-hmm. getting ready and tickets are on sale now you can go to pasowine.com we have our 40th annual paso wine fest completely reimagined last year paso robles event center and it's really special in both um in fact all of your brands really kind of took even an extra step to really you know swing for the fences you know, the wine festival, and I had to ask what year this was right before we started this, but um, 40 years of Paso Robles wine industry doing a festival, it is really OG. It is really, yeah, you real. know, very authentically Paso Robles. And, um, and it, it conjures up all those emotions, all those great memories. Everybody's got the story about how 20 years ago they did Paso in the park and it was Paso Robles Wine Festival and, you know, it all it all went down. Yeah, well, last year we had we, we did it from here. We did the show from here. We had Austin and Joji and it was just like all these old tales of like... I love them. You know, I love like, those okay, stories. They were there together. Oh, right. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. pickups yeah. pulling on the grass of the right. park and then you bring out your two barrels, your plank, and then that's what you were but as, you were the, as the industry has has raised the bar so significantly yeah. and how the food and wine scene here mutually has just raised the bar mm-hmm. so too our our festival yeah. i feel like it's only right for it to you know go next level too and i really feel mm-hmm. like um that's what was you know it was fun to see it last year and i'm so excited I know. For this and i year. think as, as austin <laughs> sat on the board with the paso wine alliance for so long and really like pushed like hey have you you know I, I was at aspen food and wine festival or you know austin or this one or that one it's like there's no reason why this world-class wine country can't have an event that is right on par if not better than what these have been known for for years so 
Let's do it. So we have all these these wineries that are these are people that are running these wineries that are creative and forward thinking and want to push everything you know everything outside of the box, push the the level, raise the bar, and so it's it's natural for us to want to do that. I think for our festival, right, our our yearly well, festival, we have the potential to reach those heights. Also, I mean, have an elevated experience. I honestly, truly commend Paso Wine. I was on the uh, wine fest committee for several years and there was talk of it but everyone there's a little bit of a fear factor to take that leap to move it out of the park and I felt like with COVID we were you know coming out of the greatest fear any of us had yeah. ever felt so why not it was a perfect oh, yeah. opportunity but I feel like if COVID hadn't have happened it would have been a little bit scarier to take that That's leap but it was a, such a huge mm-hmm. opportunity mm-hmm. to move that festival off of it because yeah Austin had talked about it let's do it let's just get it out of here but everyone you know there was some hesitation there from everyone to actually take that leap and I I gotta say it's best thing ever yeah even in the hospitality industry you might appreciate this Marino um, people were saying like like it was like a lot of like the fuck you COVID kind of (laughs) dishes like fondues were big punch bowl (laughs) drinks became huge like you know 21 22 just like anything that you could just stick a middle finger up to COVID and gathering with people Let's do it. And what we're going to put together for Paso Wine Fest is going to be a big party. I mean, the Paso Event Center is is a really incredible and historic footprint here. You got the Frontier Stage, which I understand this year we're doing something really, really special on. And from big tents to with, with many wineries in there, focusing on the different sub-AVAs that we have here, too. These activations, which I'm so excited. And I know we're going to keep some cards close to our chest. We don't need to divulge everything. But the three of you here are all doing a special activation for wine fest and jenny i know you're even collabing with our girl janelle j Ducey wines so what are you guys putting together what can you tell us talking to her right before i walked in here about we've got a couple surprises uh but we are we're going to share the space this year because it was a pretty open space Uh, i know we were kind of a last minute add-on there at the end and it was it was great but i felt like hey we could fit more than one of us into this space and you know uh, fill that whole area up because I think last year they weren't sure if they were even going to put anybody in that area. So it'll be great. We'll have two of us. Yeah. We'll have a lounge area that everyone can sit in in between the tastings and a couple surprises up our sleeves. And what's cool is that you have Grain and Vine, yeah. the distillery attached to the property at Gray Wolf and Barton Family Wines. So, you know, there was, there was a little bit, I don't even know if it was an under the table thing or maybe Brad was just being cool and brought some stuff. But you're talking about our jello shots? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I love. Like, yes, we've, we've elevated this event in every way possible, but we still got jello shots. Still well, Paso we Robles. It's still Paso. It's true. We went through the core is there. Right, yeah. jello shots. Yeah. Year, Please so. bring them again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Begging. But this year, we're, in, I mean, we're really leaning into the spirits hard, and we have the Paso Robles Distillery Trail, which is in its own way using a lot of the tenants that we got from the wine culture here and they are leading the nation with just a trail of you know i don't know maybe two dozen or so distilleries that are just uh, kicking ass and uh, when it's blowing up here yeah on that end it's so fun 
Like people might even find your property, and you know, Gray Wolf Barton family was, oh, they have a winery here. Like I came <laughs> here for the, I came here for the booze, for right. the spirits. Yeah, and it goes both ways. You'd be surprised yeah. at how you know a lot of the men they kind of venture into the back, or yeah. vice versa. Sure, you know, it kind of goes either way. Since we yeah. have the the whiskey, the bourbon, we've got the vodka, the rum, got a little bit from. You got a lot so. going on. It's <laughs> so much fun, and yeah. the spirits are really good. I told Joji he was on my morning show a couple, I don't know, a few weeks back, and I think that's probably the best gin I've ever had. Like the gin you know because oh, gin yeah, could, the, gin. See, the gin could be like so you know and i know we got our you know you got your the botanicals that you are you know gin for but then you know oftentimes the distiller will kind of create and gin is a really funny cocktail it's really in my opinion hard to do really good at least for my palate and man just like smooth and i almost likened it a little aftertaste of like fruit loops which was it's so weird i know but i'm not good with tasting descriptors but ah, it's just something it. like just something like so like Oh, give it's me a little, little bit floral, too. Yeah. I just loved it. I thought the gin was fantastic. The grain and vine I want to go try it now. No, I know, right? The Fruit Loops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's been a whole new project. We're actually in the process right now of we're getting the whole space right now. And we're oh, really? We're remodeling it. It's oh, cool. really different in a couple months. So really fun. We had a mural painted back there a few weeks ago by oh, nice. an artist out of San Luis. So that was fun. Something different. I'm trying to go out of my comfort zone and do some... I like that. See, good for you, right? <laughs> Is that hard for you to do? Like, you want to keep it real safe? Like, No, you know, I actually have got a, a good friend of mine helping me out with it, and she's really funky, eclectic style. But I love girl, that. make me uncomfortable. Yes, And go. I'm not going to like it. I might try to fight you on it, but at the end of the day, I'm going to see it, and I'm going to love it, so I think it'll be really fun. And, you know, Joe and I have gotten to collaborate on this project together the last year. That's and cool. Grain and vine. My dad was a grain farmer and a turkey farmer. That's why I was saying that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so that's where grain comes from. And obviously Vine is his dad. So it's an ode to both yeah. of our dads is why we uh, kind of came up with that name. One thing I remember from Wine Fest, I mean, years and years back, every year, Joe, <laughs> Austin Hope and Hope Family Wines will bring it. They will bring it. I remember like, Set shoot, the bar. 11 years ago, <laughs> there was a boat on the, yep. Like, yep. On the lawn. True or story. There's, I mean, what it is or how they're doing it, you or always bring a party. I think like there were like um, Nerf guns or something one oh, year to right. crash oh, the to crash the, the glassware. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. We right? still have some of those around. I love them. cool. Yeah, so, I love a noisemaker. What is it about, Is it, or maybe it's just the vibe of Hope Family Wines or... Wine Fest specifically that made Austin and the team always really want to just bring their A-game. I think it's really because of the history of the event. It is something that they, the, you know, we, we don't, I am the newest person. Most of the team at Hope Family Wines is 20 years, 25 years. And there are memories of um, Paso Robles Wine Festival for you know, 40 years, you know, <laughs> a long time. Yeah. And it is something that is authentically Paso Robles. And, and Austin, you know, grew up here running through these vineyards. Mm-hmm. And so this is home. And to see his, his really, his vision, his most dominant goal is to have Paso Robles uh, known worldwide. And at all, like that, that's the most important thing, talking about Paso Robles. It's not talking about... 
our Grenache. It's not talking about our Cab. It's it's about Paso Robles and the wines, the spirits, the restaurants, yeah. all of it, and what it is um, bringing really to the worldwide table now. Yeah. So Paso Robles Wine Festival is that's our festival, and it's filled with memories, and it's really to support. We always want you know we always want our wines to over deliver, and we always want somebody attending the wine festival to leave with the same feeling like wow Paso Robles is amazing Paso Robles is the coolest wine spot ever and I felt great leaving there so I think all of that it really motivates us all and I do know that um, Austin is always at wine festival oh yeah it's Austin it's Celeste it's Gretchen it there we turn out yeah um and uh yeah it's it's a really fun weekend we started off with our golf tournament so you know I mean that's old school that is about as yeah yeah yeah, it's about as original as you can get Right. right so we we start off uh uh very crazy weekend with a golf tournament that um, supports Musk Charities, and um, it's filled with the industry, and it's the most fun day. Um, I always tell people, you know, I'm a golfer, and or I try, and uh, I always tell people, the first time I'm retired from Hope Family Wines, I am entering this tournament because <laughs> it is looks like so much fun. It is so much fun because um, everyone really, like, buys into just, like, the, hey, we're just having fun out here. It is you so fun, You have some fun, serious yeah. people. Oh, Costumes. Oh, I never quite costumes. know what time my husband's coming home. Right, yeah. 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 It it's, might be the next day. And I don't know. He may come back and something else. And right, yeah. Day. I don't know. It's, it's Ask him no questions. He'll tell you no lies. Right, yeah. It all happens out at Hunter Ranch. But I love, um, and I'll, I've hosted that event the last several years, and my favorite is announcing the winner for the worst score. Yes. And when the team finds out they actually won a pretty like cool prize yeah. for coming in dead last, it is so great. Yeah, so I mean, it, we make a, we definitely make, make a whole weekend of it because it is really near and dear to our hearts and yeah yeah we love it we love it this has been one of those weekends historically in Paso where there is a marquee event attached to it and although we you know used to do that in March and we reserved October so folks could get out to the wineries now we're doing that with spring release month get out to the wineries because it's really about showcasing all of what Paso wine country has to offer and with hundreds of wineries and you know almost 200 tasting rooms themselves there is a lot to offer so i love that paso wine has really like deferred that spotlight to the wineries themselves but for wine fest to keep that marquee event i think it's so important and not even just that but really dive deep you know Agreed. Yeah, Agreed. And I think people, we all do. Like, everybody's really coming to the table. And this year is going to be better than ever. Yeah. Because last year was the first time that we were all out of the park. And yeah. we didn't really know what to, we didn't right. really know what oh, was going to keep getting gonna, better. So yeah. now it's like, let's go. This yeah. is so fun. Like, this is going to be great. And it's not just, it's not it's not the three people here. It's, you know, 50, Over 100 50 one, yeah. wineries that I know that are yeah. like, what can we do? Let's make this amazing, you know? Yeah. We, we really have a sense of, I think, Paso Pride. So uh, last year at Dow, you guys brought out that new cool truck you have. You yeah. have your own installation. I just actually interviewed the guy who from Custom Built USA who, who put together that, that thing. It's really cool, like old vintage truck. What can you tell us a little bit, Marino, about one, what we're going to be doing at Winefest at the event center? And then what we're going to be doing on Dow Mountain. So the Dow track was awesome because also many people, they think that it's just a, a shell. Yeah. And actually, 
it works. But it's fantastic because it sounds great and then it's actually nice when you open it up and you can almost like really bring in the, the mountains down for uh, in, in the fest. And the beauty touching on the fest is that since you, for me, it was the first time that I that I was participating on it, and it was like you could see that it's like the people that really wanted to be there. It's like we were coming out of the COVID, where everybody was like, uh, you know, segregated. So people that really wanted to be, we are social animals, so we wanted to be there, and it was for me, it was mind blowing to see again the community of Paso. I never experienced that. And for me to be like the fresh eyes from outside coming from Los Angeles, I come here and I see that everybody was there and we were sharing wines and what you're tasting, what you're, show me that. You know, I have no idea what that is. And it's like, I didn't have the, the jellos, but it's like, <laughs> you I, missed it. Don't worry. You missed it. I look for it. Maybe you have some, maybe you have some grappa underneath yeah. there also. No, you need, I'll give you the password. Perfect. Yeah. But it's like, so for us, it's like, you know, what are we doing? Uh, we, we are very organic in a certain way so it's like we really would like to focus on on the community and i think that the wine fest of paso it looks like mostly is a party for us and we and and we are allowing we're giving the this is it eh? you are absolutely you've nailed it it's like you know what we are going to do the wine festival because we like each other and we want to have a good time that is it if you are from outside okay we allow you you look cool we allow you to come in and 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 share this moment with us but but you have to behave but the nice bottle is there you know for for all of us to share and everything and and then you know we know that when the people that are coming and visit this kind of event then automatically they fall in love with the area we are all a bunch of good people and as you say it's like we like to refer yeah. people to go here and there because otherwise uh, you, you we are not a tourist trap and that's what I love about Paso. We are not a tourist trap. It's like, you know, the people that they come here is because they love to come here. They are over and over. When I see people at the wine, it's like, are you here again? It's like, really? Like, have you been banned from everybody, every other <laughs> wine region in California? But I said it jokingly, but it's like, it's beautiful to see repeat people coming to, to see us over and over and over. Yeah. I think we are doing it. I think that the area is doing the right job to, is. to elevate yeah. what we do. And, you know, being the Italian guy, I'm like, you know what, Paso does deserve to be in the same level as other wine regions around the world. You know, everybody knows Bordeaux. Everybody knows, uh, you know, the Super Tos- Toscana in Piemonte. Why not Paso? Absolutely. We have nothing less than everybody else. Yeah. I love how you allude to that kind of that under the table because that's one of my greatest hacks of the Paso Wine Fest. Don't be afraid to ask what's under the table because the cool kids are bringing some stuff under the table and you will find out some and maybe get enlightened to some really, really cool pours when you make that ask. I think that's what the thing, you know, by going to the, by going, changing the venue, by going to the event center, we were allowed more space. And so we can do something that's more, you know, everybody can do something to really bring their brand to life. A little bit more life. networking happening amongst the wineries. Ab- absolutely. Oh, sure. And you can, and you can, we're, we want to create, you know, snippets of experiences. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's what our vision is for this year. So, you know, we, we have a couple of experiences with a deep dive on our cab. Our cab comes
comes from anywhere from, you know, five to, to eight different sub-AVAs. And so we're going to be doing a deep dive tasting of different sub-AVA cabs um, for the 2022 vintage, which hasn't, which hasn't been released yet. Awesome. So, I mean, we want to do something we did last year. We did a, a food pairing. So that's what that space, the additional space, you really can bring your brand to life, whether it's, you know, Tablas Creek and, you know, farm animals or, right. you know, or jello shots and, you know, where the fun is going down or, I know. you know, I mean, I, I, that's what, uh, to me, being able to spread out a little bit and to, to kind of bring in something that can be really fun and and really um cool for the guests coming to the festival is this giving us a little window into (laughs) what you guys are doing this year well we're gonna we're gonna be on the frontier stage you're on the whole the stage we are oh my gosh i love that wow so um it's uh it's uh and and the top the 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 stage level where we are going to be doing our we we've did a tasting years ago um, of a deep dive of cab, and it really shows how um, the Austin Hope Cab is really a true expression of Paso Robles because it is Cabernet from all these different microclimates coming together to make a beautiful world-class Cabernet. So it's we want to do a deep dive, and I thought, you know, well, can you do a deep dive for thousands of people? And it's like, well, I think we can, you know, <laughs> like we'll figure it out, right. you know, but we want to do experiences because experiences allow you to connect. Yep. And um, we, I mean, the three of us and the entire wine industry is we're all connected so deeply in Paso Robles and we love each other so much that it's so great to be able to offer that up to as an experience to people coming to the festival too. Yeah. It's so cool to learn about all three of you and I'm so lucky to have known Jenny and Joe for a while. Marino, give us a little bit deeper on how you got to Paso because you spent some time in LA and one of the things because you weren't just working hospitality in LA. At some point you meet either a producer or shoot Gordon Ramsay himself and you end up as the Mater D, his right hand man on Hell's Kitchen. So I did not know this. A girl I went to high school with, Bob <laughs> Muirhead, she was she got to the finals of season three, so uh-huh. I got a lot of good insight from her. This one, Chef Rock won. Okay, so we're going way back, but I got a little bit of insight on the show and stuff, and it was super fascinating. So I can't wait for you to tell us how you stumbled <laughs> onto the set and got to be Mater D on Hell's Kitchen. So this is the beauty of this country, you know. Like as an immigrant, I say we always say like it's the land of opportunity, and it is. It's like for me, I did the hotel management school in Italy, so for me, it's like hospitality, restaurant, hotel, and everything. And then one day, I was working in this uh, fancy Italian restaurant in West Hollywood called Cecconi. And uh, I receive a phone call from a casting agent and I'm like, oh, we are looking for a Metro D for a show called Hell's Kitchen. And my first reaction was like, what do you want from me? I'm not, I'm not an actor. I will never remember a line. I, I, it's not me. It's like, I'm not looking for that. It's like, no, no. It's like, we are really looking for somebody that worked in restaurant, in high-end restaurant, that is able to tolerate the pressure of do you know Gordon Ramsay? I say, I actually do. Say, so you need to tolerate that, you need to be able to handle that pressure that he puts on and also... Do they tell you like, okay look, he's a really nice guy, it's kind of an act just act. what do they say to you about him? Uh, I knew him because he used to come to eat in the restaurant, so... Really? He's a, what kind of customer is he? He's awesome. Yeah. He's really a great guy he's yeah. like as a person he's, he's really nice and, and calm believe it or not. 
A's expectations are very high. Like all the successful people, the expectations are really high, right? So I went and talked to them, and uh, they decided to give me a shot for uh, season 13. And they said, okay, let's start with one season, see how, how, you, how you do it. And then in the middle of season 13, it's like, we really like the way you, you act. You are like, you are not, uh, you don't freeze on camera. You seem that you don't have a problem to talk like to anybody. Like you roll with him, anybody. Exactly. So it's like, yeah. you know, when he was throwing things at me, I was just being Italian. They just roll back to you. And, uh, and then they decided to extend the contract for eight more seasons. And then at the end of 2020, at the beginning of 2022, we just finished to film season 21 and 22. So 21 just aired and uh, we just did a beautiful event up at the winery with the two finalists of season 21. Just now? We, last Saturday. You're still working with the show? Uh, yes, because we filmed season 21 and season 22. I've been very, I'm blessed that, you know, Dow allowed me to... So you're still the major D on Hell's Kitchen? I'm still. Uh, <laughs> oh so my gosh. did they release yeah. you to come on to this podcast? No. <laughs> 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 no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Gordon. I, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, all you see in the show is the back of my head and the side of my, of my nose. But it, because the camera is, is focused on, on it. But it's like, I love, I love to have that opportunity to be exposed to that kind of environment. And he's like, and if I can bring something back here, why not? You know, it, yeah. it's not a problem at all. So, so you're the finalists up on Down Mountain. Yeah, so That's for so cool. so season 21. And then twen season 22, hopefully, will air maybe at the beginning of summer or at the beginning of the fall. And then based on how it does, hopefully. So please, everybody, set your uh, VCR at least, yeah. so that uh, we can do we can do more. And my goal will be actually to bring. Uh, an episode of Hell's Kitchen into Paso. That would be awesome. So that great. Really that would be nice. So great. Does Gordon Ramsay know Paso? I gave him wines, and it's like he liked it and, and everything, but he hasn't been here yet. I'll, yeah. I'll let you know if he comes by, but so it's hard to get a hold of. How do these <laughs> tapings go? Like, is it like literally a restaurant service nonstop, or are they stopping things down and say, hey, that was a really cool interaction. Do that again, but let me get it from this angle? Or no, it's it uh, real. So when, we, when you hear the, fa the famous uh, sentence, uh, you know, Marino actually calls me Marino, open Hell's Kitchen, I open the doors and we sit 90 guests in about five minutes. And, and then we start to give tickets to the, to the kitchen. So when people think that, that Gordon is, uh, is explosive with no reasons, is that uh, you see eight minutes on TV, but we film for over two hours. Mm. So you don't know what happened in the past uh, 112 minutes when he's actually a coaching person or myself in the front of the house you know when we do the table side uh, uh, situation cooking the, how we're trying to coach the contestants but then if they continue to make mistakes then you know there is the etna explosions of uh, of mr ramsey <laughs> are the contestants like yeah you know because what you've seen the episode of hell's kitchen where like somebody sends something back like yes. is that all legit like something really didn't go good and they're like hey i'm not cool with this let's send it back it's, nothing is a uh, is script everything is real so that's why they they needed somebody that worked in restaurant yeah to recognize is like okay do you just want camera time on something is really wrong you know and sometimes we make mistakes and it's like okay i'm gonna you know fearfully i'll go back to the past and i'm like uh, there is something wrong with the dish 
<laughs> so you will actually, you literally treat this time like you're in service at another Absolutely. restaurant. Absolutely, is is exactly. Yeah, it really is. We we are. Uh, that's why working with him is like, is that intense because we don't treat it like a, a reality TV cooking show. Right. we are in service. So it's like we open the door. We have people sitting at the table. I need to provide the hospitality and imagine like when you're sitting there and there is no food coming to your table because the kitchen they're not the contestants they're not producing so yeah. and you know you have 90 people looking at you it's like where is my food it's like <laughs> it's not coming out it's, <laughs> it's like <laughs> there, is no, there is nothing I can do about it it's like uh, you know it's, so with no real exposure to like this side of like LA and Hollywood yet did you have to like get an agent get a management like go no, no, not at all. I, I get in the union. No, nothing. Is uh, I, I stayed my humble as as I am. Yeah. I appreciative of the opportunity, but I like uh, many people. Are like, do you have an agent? It's like, no. Why? It's like, yeah. How many Instagram followers do you have? I don't know. It's yeah. like, well, people some, come up to you and just say, and you must get recognized here and there. Sometimes you see them that they are staring at me and they're like, you look I know familiar. You're from somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, maybe you saw my picture at the post office with the numbers. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, <laughs> but it's like then when you tell, it's like, oh yes, now I, you know, and it's amazing. It's like how people they follow the show for so long and they know about it. In a certain way, also ties back also to to this area because when you talk to people, it's like, oh, I live in Paso Robles. They look at you like, where, Paso. Texas? No, Paso Robles, California. And then you say, it's Central Valley. It's in between Los Angeles and San Francisco. Is the wine... So do you drink wine? I say, yes. Well, <laughs> next time, can you turn the label and I say, I'm sure that the bottles that you're drinking is coming from Paso Robles. And then they're like, oh, I didn't know. I said, well, come and see us. Yeah. Come up. You know? And, and that's, uh, that's more or less how I end up in there. And, uh, and hopefully we'll continue to do more until uh, who knows. What you know? a fun story. It is. So fun. That's really pretty cool. Is. Like how you <laughs> fell into that and this like I haven't seen the show now. I'm gonna go watch it. Oh, it's how, great. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a great show. Great it's show. thank you. Thank you. How fun. So cool. I love that. That's uh Marino Monferrato. Monferrato. Yes. That's a, tell me the history behind the last name. Obviously it's Italian, but So the Monferrato family, uh, we are descendant of the Marquis of the Monferrato. So it was the one of the largest marquees in the northern part of Italy before the unification of Italy. And um, so in Italy, we had the, the king, the Savoia family. And then one day, the king woke up and said, like, I think I would like to do to unite Italy and make it a republic. And in order to do that, he had to have the consensus of all the big families. And we were one of the largest marquee in the northern part, again, where the wine came from. And we didn't want to. So the lovely king, uh, with an additional uh, other two families, decided to get together and pst, they, they kind of like killed us in a certain way Wow! in order to do the unification of Italy. But that started like that. So we are back in medieval time. And so if you're going in Piemonte, you will see my last name everywhere. You know, Lange de Monf Bar Barbera del Monferrato, Alba is in the Monferrato. Everything that is Monferrato is, used to be... So I always make fun... When, with the producers of Piemonte, we meet because they're like, oh, my name is Marino Monferrato. They're like, what do you mean Monferrato? I say, yeah. 
your land 300 years ago was my land. <laughs> <laughs> now you make wine and I have to pay for the wine to drink my right. own. So that's, that's more or less where the Monferrato family uh, heritage comes from. I love this. I love getting to know all of you guys as we're gearing up for, for Paso Wine Fest uh, in May this year. PasoWine.com. All of your brands are known for their own unique personality, their own unique wines. Jenny, as you know, Barton Family Wines has evolved, Grey Wolf, um, what have we, what kind of house do you feel we are? What have we kind of become known for within the wines? Well, it's interesting. So last night I was talking to Joe, told him I was coming on the show with you. And, you know, he Was he bummed that I didn't invite him? So, well, I did that last year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what he said. I said, I know you've got a better radio voice, but, you know, <laughs> can't have you on all the time, Joe. Yeah. So, uh, but he started kind of telling me some stories about what he has seen since day one. I mean, he's, we were adding it up, 27 years was his first wine festival. And so I asked him, like, who are you there with? And, you know, it's interesting with Austin, that those two have grown up together. I mean, they mm-hmm. were kids. Joe lost his dad when he was 23 years old and, you know, took it over. And, you know, Austin's learning from his dad at the time. They were kids. They're the same age. And here they are to watch what has happened to this area. I mean, I was around then. I was going out to taste at Joe's place. Wasn't in the industry at the time. But I feel like what we're offering here is an elevated experience for all. I used to go out every year and work the Aspen Food and Wine Festival. Um, oh, really? I, li- I lived in Aspen after college. I was oh, a ski- shoot. I was a ski bunny, moved out there. And so I would volunteer and I would work at it every year. And Paso had about three tables. Uh, and it is pretty amazing because now they have a whole section mm. out there and it is recognized and you don't have to say, uh, now where? Like you were saying, <laughs> it's not as much in where, well, you know, on the central coast of California, in between Los Angeles and San Francisco, not so much. And I feel like our whole area is bringing in just a whole worldly yeah. experience now that it's yeah. not just known to Californians anymore um, or to people in the United States. It's worldly. And, you know, Joe and I just went on the, uh, a cruise to France. Um, we went all throughout Normandy, took all of our wine club members cool. a couple of months ago. Nice. And did you, did you do the Alma cruise? Yes. Uh, it was phenomenal. And yeah. it was so amazing though. Uh, the restaurants we went to in Paris, we had this one woman, she goes, I've been to your winery. It was, uh, no. She was sitting next to us at a table, and it's pretty amazing. I I won't say that would have happened 20 years ago when Joe started this. You know, was, yeah. Just the stories he was telling me about wine festival, I mean, it was hilarious. He said we probably went through 30, 40 cases, just pouring through because there were 25 of us, you know, that would show up and roll our barrels out, and you know, you've got Castoro and Eberly and Tobin and Hope. Uh, to now look at it, how many wineries yeah. are going to be at this event is pretty amazing. It really, truly is. It's so cool because you look at the unique paths that brought all these different wineries or brands to this one mission, and that's like Paso, right? Paso wine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Joji sitting on some barrels at like 22, 23 years old, looking down, he told me this story with his buddy, and he's like, you know, right after his dad died, a very untimely accident, and it's like, well, I guess this is what this is what we're doing now. This is what I'm about now. You know what I mean? We're doing this for the family. We're going to do, we're going to do this. And everyone's got their own story. And it's so interesting. We talk about, you know, I mean, Chuck Hope, you know, been here, he's a, a legend here in the area and Austin Hope kind of takes those reins in, in his own way too. Yeah. Chuck was into vineyards and, and vineyard management and 
Austin wanted to be into winemaking. And so at, uh, I think it was 21 or 22, he was saddled with taking this family business into making wine. So yeah, very much like Joe in that they were, they were running around. This is their hometown. And all of a sudden, it's like they're in the wine business. It's weird. You, know, you look at like the 90s when this is all going down for these two gentlemen. And towards the mid to late 90s, Daniel Dow is, uh, I think, the youngest IPO uh, to go you know, that year, it was an incredible story with him and his brother. Mm-hmm. And you would see them, if you saw Daniel and George Dow, it would be like on CNBC or on some <laughs> business channel talking about, you know, tech and businesses and stuff. But in the end, there was something very deep in both these brothers, Marino, that desired to have a winery and be up here in Paso Robles. Well, I think that, you know, especially Daniel, that is our uh, winemaker, is like he always had the passion of wine, you know, growing up after you know, the tragedy of what happened in Lebanon and they have to fled to to France. Um, you know, when you are in those countries and you start to taste wine, wine is really part of your daily life. And, uh, you know, you do what you need to do in life, but the passion is still the passion. And it's like, for me, I'm happy that he actually follow his dreams and his passion because at the end I'm benefiting for that. I'm here. Uh, I like to say that he's like, you know, the, the brothers are incredible because they are so different, but they're so, uh, I never seen a relationship really like, like they have. And I have a brother and we get along very well, but they're like, uh, it's really like. Uh, they're almost like twins, they're but unique. they're not. They're you know, unique. Like that same kind of dynamic when there's friends. Like it's like this this real tight connection. And it's like, you know, and it shows on, on what we do because it's like, you know, I like to say, you know, Daniel is everything that is inside the bottle, right? And George is everything that is outside the bottle. <laughs> That's great. You know, and That's it's good. fantastic. And it's like, you know, to, to be in contact with them is, uh, is, is refreshing. For me, it's also fun because for them being Lebanese and me being Italian, the culture is very similar, you know, the, the hospitality, the, the joie de vivre, and to kind of taking things, uh, serious things also with a little bit of lightness, mm-hmm. I think is also very important. It doesn't mean that you need to brush off the problem, but it's like, okay, it's a problem, okay, let's work together. And, yeah. you know, it's, if it's in the way, it's the right way. And, 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 and then the result is this, it's like, you know, they came here, it's like also, I think, like they stumbled. It's like, you know, they did the research and everything, but then they're like, oh, look at this. It's wonderful. It's fantastic. I want to make wine here because it reminds me of, of Bordeaux. It's the perfect soil. It's the great weather. Uh, it reminds me of uh, the Provence area. And, you know, that's why I, I love this wine, you know, the, the Rosé, because for me, it's, I call it the evil wine because you start and you can stop. Yeah, yeah. It's evil. But it's like, uh, it's, I, I think it's those, those two brothers are um, they're really great. And they have a lot of things at heart that they want to do for others that are really, really important. When he was coming here, there was like a Rhone explosion going on. And, you know, we look at some of the big names. I mean, shoot, we interviewed a couple of them on a podcast or two ago. Justin Smith, Saxon, Booker. Um, you look at some of the different wineries around us. I mean, both uh, the, the wineries on either side of you make great Rhone-inspired wines as well. And there was that Rhone explosion in... Although we've always had more than 50% 
Bordeaux planted here because Napa was giving a lot of it. And, mm-hmm. and of course, there were people who were doing cab. Daniel's mission when he settled here was like, I want to be cab. And not only that, but I am going to be determined to have Paso also be known for cab. We are not just a place that can do Rhones. I mean, shoot, we now can do 50, 60 different varietals to world-class levels. But it is, uh, by all definition, a cab house. You know, we've seen the evolution and uh, the growth of the cab collective yeah. uh, because of uh, Dow and some of the different members of the cab collective. So talk about that idea of really focusing in on those Bordeaux-style wines at Dow. So his passion uh, is Bordeaux. But it's like, you know, then you have uh, that he loves the Chardonnay, he loves the, the, the Sauvignon Blanc and the Semillon. So it's like, you know, it's, in his vision, it's like, you know, guys, we, we really can make top Cabernet here. It's like, why, why not? Let, let's try it. And it, it never changed. It never went in, in another sideways. He was convinced that uh, this is the place to do Cabernet. And it can be a Cabernet that can, can compete with the biggest other Cabernet that are out there. You know, we, you, we can go head to head with, uh, with Bordeaux and also with the Super Toscan, you know, in, and also with against Napa Valley. But it's not a competition. It's like, this is what the region can do. It's not only Dao, it's the region. Nature gave us this beautiful terroir and amazing weather. It's like we, in Italy, we have, we have a little bit, but in Bordeaux they have the, the terroir, but they don't have the weather, so it's like up and down. Here in, here in California, we are really blessed, especially here in Paso Robles. And it's like, so that's, uh, I think, like, it's very simple. But is you know in Italy we say it's very difficult to stay simple, but is but if you if you continue to do the right things and you don't mistreat what nature gives us, all you need to do is just to follow the 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 path and then the results is in the bottle. It's like to me they're amazing. It's like I, if I take it personally, it's like you know being from where I come from, I never used to drink California wines because. I'm from Italy, I'm from Piemonte, I drink Barbera and Nebbiolo and Barbaresco. I come here to Paso and I taste the wines of Paso, the Cabernet, and I'm like, ah, these are different. Let me, let me open another one. Oh, I like this. I like that. And then all of a sudden, in my refrigerator, I have only wines from, from Paso Robles. <laughs> so and you've converted your palate. I, I, I convert. <laughs> yes. Impressive. And now I have my friends from Italy yeah. coming. It's like, what happened to you? It's like, well, look where we are. It's like, there is nothing wrong. They're, they're beautiful wines. They're, they're great. And they go well with the food. Is You know, you have conversation wines. If we are sitting uh, out in the porch, we have the wine for it. If we are eating something that is, uh, you know, braised short ribs with polenta, <laughs> hey, those wines, they call for it. Yeah. So I love that. And then, yes, you know, I have my Barolo and Barbaresco on on the under, under the, the table, table. <laughs> under the table <laughs> you know but it's like that's 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 the way it is it's yeah. like you know we need to just continue to to do what we all do for not for ourselves but like for for the community and then if the people don't, don't like it well then there is more wine for us it's, it's <laughs> not it's not a problem at all right, right? more jello shots yeah, more right. jello shots <laughs> joe before we get into um before we get into all the wines talk about just kind of like the house that you see hope family because you do i mean you came on the map with the cab um 97 points i think 2015 was its first vintage really was great for paso and it is that brand has been doing some 
some wondrous stuff for Cab. You're sourcing a lot of different of the sub AVAs of Passerobles. But shoot, I mean, like, whether it's your Graciano or your Moved, like, there's a lot of different stuff that you guys do at world class levels. Austin Hope has, yes, in 2018, we released the 2015 vintage of the Austin Hope Cab. I guess it was late 2017. The score was announced on in the beginning of 2018, and it was, you know, that was the highest score ever given to a Pass Rebels wine at the time by enthusiasts. And so all of a sudden, you know, we had a lot of people coming to us that were coming to us for this Austin Hope Cab and enjoying it, loving it. And it over-delivers for the price. It's an amazing bottle of wine coming. And really, it was a true expression of Paso Robles. It is fruit not from the estate necessarily, but beautiful fruit that because of those longtime family relationships that Austin has through Chuck and Marlin when they were in vineyards, they've got these long relationships with people and are privy to amazing fruit. And so why not have some fun and make a Cab Franc? And why not do um, something? something cool with a Sauvignon Blanc. We also are sitting in the middle of a vineyard with Mavedra, Syrah, Grenache in the Templeton Gap. Really, before Austin was really focusing and released the cab, when that cab was the Project X, you know, we were looking at amazing world-class Syrah that he was producing. So our state fruit is beautiful Rhone's that we're pouring today. So we have some estate-grown Rhone's. We have those cellar select wines, which are from old-time relationships. And then we have, of course, the Austin Hope Cab from all of the different sub-AVAs. And then, Mm -hmm. lest we forget, you know, we've got... Triana, you know, we've got Quest, we've got Liberty School, we've got Troublemaker, we've got a new brand, Austin. Really? The Austin, yes. Oh, the, the Paso. Paso I've seen that. It just says Paso. Yes. In big letters. That's yes. so cool. So the only thing you could see on the shelf would be Paso Robles, yeah. which really, you know, falls again in line with mm-hmm. his vision of yeah. really bringing the recognition that this area he feels really deserves. And um, that's the vision. That's the goal is promoting this amazing little corner of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Paso Robles wine region. You know what? so interesting is all three of these brands here, Barton Family Wines, Grey Wolf, Dow, and Hope Family Wines, and all of those brands under that umbrella, these brands started as really being direct to consumer and being like, hey, we're here, you come, and you get that hospitality, and you you drink those wines. And over the years, we have seen all of these brands take their own unique steps into trying to, you know, spread that love and show, kind of have a flag that waves Paso to bring people back here. And I know maybe... Barton family is probably the least of those because you guys are... We're the biggest little winery. You're the biggest little winery, right? <laughs> I mean, you guys are a small production winery, but even you guys of late are taking that Grey Wolf brand mm-hmm. and really putting it on a shelf and say, hey, like, this is Paso. How have you kind of we differentiated just packed it? up the pallets for Korea. Re- Korea? Awesome. So those are cool. heading off. We have a huge uh, Japan account also. So Joe and I are actually headed out to Japan in November. So we'll be out there for several weeks and we'll be with our distributors out there. So we're we're. Ju- trying to do quite a bit overseas. Um, we have an account with Windstar Cruise Lines as well that uh, we're going to be by the glass. And so we'll be taking our next wine club trip, hopefully, with Windstar. And Beautiful. Be doing yeah. Yeah. And Marino, how, what is that like? Because obviously people will come and visit. And now at this point in Dow's you know, growth, people might know them from a shelf somewhere right. where they live. But they're making that almost like, you know, that wine pilgrimage to a winery that they really like, you know? And it's like... Well, cruise ships alone, you're on yeah. a lot of them. Yeah, <laughs> sure, right? 
Yeah. The thing is like, you know, it's nice to see when they come and see us because they're like, oh, I always see your wine in the supermarket, in wine shops, in restaurants and everything. And then when they come to the winery, we make them taste wines that are not out there, you know, like our reserve wines, our estate wines. And like, and these are not the ones that I usually buy. I say, no, because these are made here in the estates. They're coming from our little vineyards. They're really something special. So you taking the time out of your day, of your life, to come up here. There is nothing wrong with everything that you find out there. But it's like, you know, when you're coming to the winery, it's nice to taste something that is a little different, like the, the 1740, like, oh, yeah. uh, you know, the, the Unbound, or all those, the Eye of the Falcon. And people, they're like, what is that? They say, well, this is us. It's, again, is Paso in a glass, just different. And it's like, you know, if you're taking the time to do a pilgrimage to, to Paso, well, you deserve to taste something that is a little unique so that hopefully we can hook you to it and then you continue to come back, come back. And, and, mm -hmm. and it works mm -hmm. it works because they if we go back to the bottle under the table you know like they need to understand that when they come to a winery it's like yes there is this that you can find and we're it's nice that we are out there so the the people they can continue to experience Paso in different level, you know, with with uh, with the Grenache, with the with the Sauvignon Blanc, with the Cabernet, in different levels. But it's also what I love about what comes out from Paso is that there is a bottle of wine for everybody. There is. It's like that's what I really love because the 20 okay in America is the 22 years old can afford something and the 40 years old I'm 50, so the 50 years old can afford <laughs> something else. And I love that there is that. Even like a $20 bottle of wine in the, in the shelf from Paso Roble is a really good bottle of wine for Over $20. Over delivered, like Jeff said earlier, yeah. And that's yeah. what it is. Like, so now we, we, are, we, are like, we are snatching them because like, if $20 tastes this good, imagine what a $40 or, or a $60 could taste. And it's like, and, and I think it's like, it's just a, an evolution of it. Well, what's available for 20-something-year-olds now is so different than when we were that age. Yeah. Right. I mean, that <laughs> quality of wine was just not available at that price point for us when we were that I, age. I, I now think it, it is over-delivered. I think yeah. in anybody's tasting room, though, probably one of the most frequent comments that we all hear is, I was out to dinner with my wife in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. I was enjoying a bottle of Austin Hope Cab. Oh my gosh, let me show you. Let me show you it. Uh, we were drinking it right here at this restaurant and they're pulling out their phone to share yeah. this story yeah. of how, and it was that night we started planning our trip to Paso Robles. And I mean, you hear yeah. that all the time and yeah. it, it's so wonderful that, you know, this this real this beverage right this this bottle of wine um you know in you know decided to you know be the impetus for a trip um where hopefully they're enjoying all of past rebels and making some really unique and beautiful memories here and i think that our job in in our wineries in our tasting room is like when people are coming and they're tasting a bottle of of the wines in the regions and then they go in in another state and they see it and they have that emotional connections yes. and that's beautiful yes. because it's like okay now we did our job well, they yes. have a story and that story mm -hmm. is bringing them yeah. to yes. Paso Robles yeah 
We get that a lot. It's fun. I mean, Uh every time we travel, somebody has some connection to a winery in this area that, you know, has brought them here. And then they've brought their friends here. And their friends bring their friends. Right. So So for Hope Family Wines, also the event center, talk about what we're going to do. And then please hit again that that golf tournament because that is super Mm. OG too. So we, we start the weekend with the Austin Hope Golf Tournament proceeds going to must charities it's uh if you golf potentially if you don't get on out there because it is the most fun golf tournament i've ever been involved with so and so that leads into that's thursday and then we we hit it hard so we end up at the event center with the frontier stage being transformed into an upper level. Um, we'll have one experience going on upper level. We'll have another experience going on below. Um, we, we Leave it to Austin to take the whole frontier stage well, area. You I know, we, we, we want to create an experience, and that takes space. And yeah. so that's always been instead of, be oh, here's our, here's our Grenache, here's our, here's our Syrah. It's like, wait, 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 wait. This is more meaningful than that. Like, mm-hmm. we really want to, hey... Let's get to know each other. Let's spend a minute here and really connect, you know, Paso style, like authentically. So um, I think creating those two experiences and then also those, those experiences will also be available. So we'll be doing a deep dive tasting on the Austin Hope Cab back at the uh, here at the tasting cellar um during that weekend but you know there's an energy there's vibe there is something that is just memorable legends are created Past Troubles Wine Festival. Yeah, yeah. you got to get there. You got to get there. Gotta get there. <laughs> PassoWine.com <laughs> to uh, get all the info, get your ticket. Uh, there is a VIP elevated ticket with some early entrance. I highly recommend it. And then go to PassoWine.com for any and all things to um, just help plan your trip. Because like we mentioned, this, yes, there is a marquee event this weekend, but PassoWine.com, it's really an instrument in being able to create the rest of the weekend because you can filter out, oh, I want pet friendly. Oh, I want um, this place. I want live music. I want food pairings. Like whatever you want, you can literally tick the box and filter it out and it will generate responses for you. So it's really thought forward like that. Uh, PasoWine.com. Jenny, what is the website for uh, Barton Family Wines and how can folks taste there? Do we need an appointment or what? We would, that weekend, you'll need an appointment. BartonFamilyWines.com. Sure, no. BartonFamilyWines.com. <laughs> Keeping it easy, yes. But that weekend, uh, reservations would be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> please. You're like, please, please make a reservation. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially the day we're having the concert, because that'll help us map everything out where we're going right. to put everything. Yeah. So, uh, and that's going to be that Sunday. Marino, how do we taste it? Dow, do we need an appointment? What goes down? So reservations are uh, highly recommended, especially during the weekend of uh, uh, the wine fest. And uh, you can go at uh, dowvineyards.com. So you can see also the experience that uh, that we offer, the the new menu, so that if you have uh, um, specific uh, food uh, intolerance, you can see what we offer. And so you go the other way around. And the food uh, scene is great there. Like to be out there, sit, get that food delivered, and I've always followed. You've always had some great chefs there. I, I mean, you guys do a really good job up there. We, man, because we like to eat. So yeah. it's like <laughs> if you if you like to eat, then you're like, okay, the wines are there. It's like, what am I gonna eat with it? Right. And, uh, As well with the espresso. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you need to finish with an espresso. So like, maybe who knows? Maybe we'll talk with George and Daniel and see if one day they want to make some grappa and, there you go. and, go, and go for it. You know, that would be awesome. Or maybe. 
shall start in the garage and then I'll share with all of you and if, right. we, if we survive we'll exactly right yeah and have you ever had any of Jay Ducey's Janelle's grappa no you would like we got to get you some I have okay. it's fantastic oh it's, it's great yeah, yeah. Awesome. she's been making it probably for I probably shouldn't even say because it's probably not legal but she's been making it for when like, she was 12 yeah right yeah. Yeah. perfect <laughs> in true Italian spirit exactly her family would be proud um, and then uh, Hope Family Wines how do we taste do we need an appointment what's going on reservations always recommended absolutely actually reservations throughout Pass Robles uh, for Wine Festival weekend is mm. going to be really your ticket to um, to making a smooth experience uh, hopefamilywines.com and uh, call text write like We'll we'll uh, we'll figure it out. We want we want you here. Absolutely. Send the pigeon something. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Jenny, give me a couple words of things you love about Paso. Just really what what has excited you of late about Paso? Family. I mean, I've I've got several words, but I have to say the camaraderie, the family. It's just been phenomenal to me. You know, wine festival alone, you just see everybody come together, and I can't wait for this year because I feel like we're all heightened. Mm-hmm on the camaraderie and especially you know after traveling the world a little bit this year with Joe you come back here and you feel that we have a camaraderie that is unsurpassed and I really feel that that is the epitome of Paso Robles. Uh, Marino a couple thoughts on Paso what's special about it what really lights you up about things? Community feeling honestly it's like where uh, you know we are all in for the same reason it's like we all want the same thing in, in different ways, but we all want this, the good of, of the city, of the people, of the area. It's really like there is no, there is help. It's like, you know, if I, if I need something, I know that I can go in the winery next door and say, like, hey, this happened to me, you know, how, 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 how did you do it? Because I know that since we've been there only for 10 years, you guys went through it. So it's like, you know, I, I know that I can go and ask for help and I know that the hand is there. So that, that's what really, what I really love about the air, the community, the community feeling. Well, we love having you here and it's Thank been really you. cool just in the couple of years that you've been here, how much you love the area. And I just love talking to folks like the last episode we had on the podcast, we talked to the folks from High Camp Wines, mm-hmm. uh, Megan and Spencer, and then of course, Corey from Dresser and folks who, you know, by all accounts are really in their babies stages of it's almost like Matt Damon's movie we bought a zoo it's like we got a winery like okay you know and now we're farming we're this we're that we're running an existing wine club like you know but just when you see that enthusiasm come from them of just being happy to be here and happy to get in the the mix of it it's it's really exciting so a couple quick things Joe that just really light you up about Paso of late passion people are so passionate and yes it is the most amazing community um, but the passion amongst the people in the wine industry um, for sure light me up uh, lights me up also I think what I um, what I vibe is that approachable sense so we're serving world-class wines in a super warm welcoming casual authentically Paso style and I love that Love all you guys. And thank you for so much for sharing what you guys are doing for Wine Fest and, of course, where wine takes you. Thanks. Cheers. 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 Salute. Oh cheers. 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 Your, oh, it's your cup. You I'm cheersing with yours. Yes. I think that's bad luck. <laughs> Son of a gun. Cheers. 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 <laughs> 
Salute! So much fun with that conversation. Make sure you check out all three of those brands, Barton Family Wines, Grey Wolf, Hope Family Wines, and of course, Dow. The next time you're here, and also check out the scene that they're all going to be getting into, both at Winefest itself and at their respective places. All right, so this Travel Paso Spotlight, talking to Lynette Sani and learning all about Farmstead Ed. Good to see you, Lynette. Thanks, Adam. It's great to see you, too. Farmstead Ed is so cool because one thing, you know, we have such a bounty on the Central Coast. And, you know, yes, we make world-class wine. Uh, You know more than anyone about all the world-class spirits with your work with the Distillery Trail. But uh, there are so many um, creators, artisans, whether it's soap or CBD products, I mean, farms, olive oil, honey. I mean, Farmstead Ed, you founded this years ago. With what in mind, what was your idea when you were coming up with Farmstead Ed? So Farmstead Ed was really a big aha moment because I'd have friends over for dinner and they would say, oh my God, the steak is so great. Where did you get this honey? And it was like, really, are you kidding me? I mean, like right down the road. And so it just, I started to realize that so many of our locals didn't know where where this great food came from, and we had the resources right here. So Farmstead Ed was born, and Ed is for education, and the idea was that we would bring people to the farms. Ten years ago, farm-to-table was really hip and groovy, and all the restaurants were claiming farm-to-table this, farm-to-table that, but did you really know what farm it came from, and and was it that close? So the idea was that we would go to the farm and we would do a pop-up experience. You would have a farm tour. You would meet the farmer. You would have a classroom session, which often was in a packing shed or under an oak tree. And then you'd have, get your hands dirty and you'd have a hands-on experience. And then we'd always eat. And whatever that farm was growing, we would bring a caterer in um, or a chef to exploit their awesomeness and their bounty, as you put it, and have this really fabulous meal together with the farmer. And so we would bring the table to the farm. Wow. And so we coined table to farm. It's so cool, especially when you live and are blessed to live in an area like this where so much is at arm's reach. And what you've turned Farmstead Ed into is a really cool trail map where someone who's coming out to visit or even if you live here, you get like just, you know, with the point of your finger, be like, oh, they do this. They do that. You have them all right here in this. I mean, this is like a, a new map that you guys have going on. And I want people to check this out and get their hands on this, but from like farms to this to that, what qualifies to be a part of Farms to Dead? So uh, locally grown, locally made. So, um, and I've got this box of products that I brought to share with you that are a few things that represent the farm trail. And so for instance, we've got Slow Creek Farms in South County and they're an apple farm and they also grow flowers. And so they make this product, which is apple chips and they do herbal teas and they also do hard cider. So they're not only farmers, but they're actually crafting products that we get to eat. One of your favorites, Adam, I know, is Life Elements. Love Life Elements. And Kurt Martha, Martha and Kurt work really hard to connect with our community 
through purchasing ingredients from our local farms. And so that's their connection with us. Well, they're so not- they do like CBD stuff, um, topical things, but like they're known all over the world, the country. I mean, they're known. Oh, yeah. And they're yeah. right here in our own backyard. Super cool kids. It's yeah. Such great people. Yeah. And so the ingredients that go in here are produced here. So Is that the healing honey stick? So this is the healing honey oh, stick. Th- that, I heard I'm, that's your fave. I'm a sucker for that one. They know. <laughs> I use this stuff all the time and it, this stuff works. I mean, I'm just I'm just sold and I love them both. It's funny, my, my fiance and I talk about this, like um, happy wine comes from a happy cellar, happy food comes from a happy kitchen, and happy you know, wares come from happy folks who are creating them, whether yeah. it's CBD balm or any of these great farms and farmers that are, are part of Farmstead Ed. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's a little bit of a reach. I mean, like, for instance, we have Kelpful as part of the farm trail and um, they harvest kelp and they make products that you'll be able to find at Farmer's Market because I know you love to cook. I yeah. brought you one of their um, seasonings. Oh, the seaweed? Give that a try. Yeah, this Yum. one is, um, they call it everything but the wildfire. So lots of really groovy ingredients in here, um, seaweed and kelp, of course. And um, but yeah, so back to your point about what can people do? So here, so we've got all of SoCal, right? We've got the whole county and we've got this amazing destination and agritourism. While it's become a thing in the last couple of years, it's always been a thing for us. Agritourism has been in SoCal for a really long time. So now the world is shining a light on it and it's shining a light on the tourism aspect, the sustainability aspect. And so here we have this awesome trail that you can go and you can see the baby goats, you can see the baby lambs, and you can take a soap making class. So you're literally, or a cheese making class, we have teat to table coming up and it sold out so fast. I mean, not as fast as Garth Brooks, but almost as fast. (laughs) And so we put a second workshop on and so that's where you go, learn to milk a goat, you'll meet the goats, and then you're going to learn how to make cheese. And then, you know, Chef Jacob Lovejoy, yeah. right? So he's awesome. So he's making a cheese-centric lunch for us. I'm so in. When is this Yeah, one? Yeah. So we'll have to get you in. Do you, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what month this one is? So um, we've got one coming up on June 4th, and I've got a ticket with your name on it. Oh, my gosh. How fun is yeah. this? I'm looking at some of the other members of Farmstead Ed, Mighty Cap Mushrooms. Oh, Here's yeah. a guy. who I took a tour of his place, and he is growing, like, the trumpets, the lion's mane, the oysters in, like, this incredible, sustainable, amazing way, and now pretty much any high-end restaurant worth their weight in Slow County and even abroad, like all the Michelin stars restaurants, they all get mushrooms from Chris Chris, and Mighty Cap. I mean, so you have like the top farmers on here, part of Farmstead. And let me ask you, if someone's coming to visit, is this like the kind of tour map and we talk about agritourism where I can come out there and do something? Because obviously farmers, like we talked about off the air, they're obviously not just waiting for you to pull up to their ranch, but you can make an appointment at a lot of these places and go out and enjoy what they're doing. Every single one of them. You can call up and make an appointment to do a private tour. And also a lot of them do their own workshops. And so you want to get in on some of those. And I mean, like today I'm wearing this scarf. Um, this is from Bobby at Clore de la Vie. She takes um, spent flowers and compost materials and she creates these beautiful scarves and linens 
and such. And so she does wow. workshops so you can learn to make your own silk scarf. And so it's not just being a farmer. It's what it's the whole package. And, um, you know, you had made a comment about cool. And Chris, obviously, is definitely a cool kid. But we say we are the cool kids. Um, emphasis on, you know, kids or goats and yeah, yeah. all of that. Um, <laughs> but um, and then. <laughs> but anyway, we have so many cool kids and the diversity and the sustainability that goes with it. So if you think about Bobby goes out and she goes to different vintage shops and she finds older linens and silks and such, and then she dyes them. So she's giving him a second life. And so um, cool. Yeah. I got to learn about her. My fiance would love one of those. Oh, for sure. Okay, and she's so got workshops all the time. Taste the flavors of the trail, tour, taste, learn. What is the website where folks can learn more about the map, the members, and Farmstead Ed? Farmsteadhead.com is the website. And very soon, we will also be opening up ticket sales for our Open Farm Day, which is our annual fundraiser. And it's a three-day event. And it's when all the farms open their gates for two days. And uh, you buy one ticket. And you get to visit any of the farms on the list wow. that you want. What month is that in? And that's in July. July that's July okay. 14 to 17. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to have to talk to you again, make sure people remember that. Uh, Farmstead Ed. Farm, S-T-E-A-D-E-D for education. Farmsteadhead.com. Unbelievable. This is so cool. Lynette Sani is the founder of Farmstead Ed, and I'm sure we're going to have you back for your work with the Paso Robles Distillery Trail sometime too. But I really wanted to talk Farmstead Ed with you. All the great products, the lavender balms, the honeys, the apple stuff. I mean, it's incredible. Olive oil and balsamics. And we're even, we love playing with the chefs and the cookbooks. Yeah. So we've got some fun projects coming up that are with um, some cookbook authors. And cool. Yeah. It's an exciting time for you right now. Oh, it's really exciting. It's really exciting. And we're a big part of Slow Cal and their sustainability movement and what they're doing with the World Tour Council. Yeah. And uh, they've got some really exciting things coming up with that as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm so glad Travel Paso um, has you know linked up to partner up with you. Love what they're doing. I love what you're doing. It's just so it's just so perfect for for Paso and people are just going to love this. I uh, go to farmsteaded.com learn more about Lynette's nonprofit and I just think it's so cool to collectivize all of these great farmers and what they do and showcase what we got here. Lynette, it was so much fun to uh, chat with you. Cheers and thanks for sharing where wine takes you. Thanks for having me, Adam. I like her a lot. She also works with the Paso Robles Distillery Trail, so I love chatting and working with her with things here locally. Loved learning about Farmstead Ed. And thanks to TravelPaso.com for the Travel Paso Spotlight. Hit up TravelPaso.com before your next visit. All right. Next episode, we are going back to Tin City, baby, and introducing you to two new people who have not been on the pod before. And I will tell you this, the next episode will be wild. It'll be a lot of fun. Where Wine Takes You is executive produced by Joel Peterson and Paso Wine. Associate producer is Jen Bravo. So much thanks to Jamie Guzman of Paso Wine for fulfillment. The podcast is recorded, edited, and produced by yours truly. Original music on Where Wine Takes You, the song Good Company, performed by Moonshiner Collective. Find them wherever you stream your music. Also learn more about them, moonshinercollective.com. I will say, if you ever are out here and they're playing, find out where they're playing, and if you could see them live, it's a must. They're incredible. Technical consideration and equipment transport provided by our friends at Fly With Wine. 
Next time you're cruising along the Central Coast, make sure you tune me in on your radio. Weekday mornings, my morning show, Up and Adam in the Morning, is heard on Wine Country Radio, The Crush 92.5. We stream all over Crush with a K, crush925.com. There's also a free app in your smartphone. Well, until next time, where we will be broadcasting from Tin City, I thank you so much for connecting with us here. I'm your host, Adam Montiel. Let's lift that glass up high, fill it with some Paso wine that just was released. Spring release month, in effect. Thank you for sharing. Enjoy where wine takes you. And give me that sound get bowing fast all down till the job is camped out in the trees. It will simplify and work on. Give me that sound get bowing fast all down till the job is camped out in the trees. It will simplify and work on. Give me that sound get bowing fast all down till the job is in the trees who will simplify in good company with that moonshine we'll get by we pass all around till the job is dry camped out in the trees who will simplify in good company